How many people feel blessed in the presence of the Lord? Amen. It is a grace and a blessing to be with you this morning, to be in the house of the Lord and to feel his presence. It's not about the building, it's about the body of Christ, it's about the presence of Christ. And we're happy to sense his presence this morning. And we're happy that you're here, whether you're with us in the sanctuary or you're watching at home on some device. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Can you believe that it's Thanksgiving week? Amen. How many people are looking forward for that turkey? You're looking forward to some good family time, whether physical or virtual. Um, how many people thought we would be here when this thing started right now? Most of us didn't think that. They said two weeks, shut down for two weeks. Two weeks became a month, and then a month became months and months, and now we're 10 months in this pandemic, and it's still going strong. It's actually going stronger now than ever before. Uh, this thing is, is, is tough. It's resilient. And, and, and we can ask ourselves, well, this is Thanksgiving. What is it? What do we have to be thankful for? It, it, it's a tough time. Um, when I think of this crisis, I mean, this crisis is taking out a lot of us, right? We, we, um, we lost a lot. We go through a lot, but there's some good things in it too. There's some good things in this COVID-19 crisis. One of the good things is, for most of us, we get to spend more time with family, right? Because um, there's nowhere else to go. There's not that much busy activity anymore. So we spend more time with with um, family. But my favorite thing, silver lining, is you know what it is? Is now more people are washing their hands. Amen. Have you ever been, you went to the restroom, you get in the restroom, and the other guy is done, and then you, you don't hear the water, you hear the door directly? And then he just stepped out, and then he's going to touch everything, elevator, door, and, and and it is done. But now at least people are more mindful to 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 wash their hands. Another thing I'm I'm grateful for in this pandemic, you ever go to the restaurant where they prepare your food like that? And before, they were over your food. Hey, how you doing, buddy? And they're preparing your food. And now they have to wear a mask. So now if they're wearing masks before, you ask yourself, what was I eating before right now they're wearing masks to prevent the contamination so what what was i eating before when they were preparing the food but now now everybody is more uh aware of hygiene and, and, and taking that stuff seriously also most of the stores now have better function for curbside pickup online orders so you can get your stuff faster you not you don't necessarily have to go in the the store anymore. So those are some some good things uh, 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 that are coming out of this pandemic. First Thessalonians five eighteen says, "Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." And and so this morning I want to talk to you about being thankful in the storm. Being thankful in the storm. Now you'll notice that the passage doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. 
but rather give thanks in all circumstances. So you're not here saying, God, thank you for this pandemic. It's so fun to have a virus running around. That's not what we're asking you to do. But while you're in the storm, while you're in this pandemic, while you're this in this economic crunch, you can give thanks even though you're in the storm. And so the Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances, not necessarily for all circumstances. And I would ask you to open your Bibles with me in Psalms chapter 103, verse 1 to verse 5. Psalms chapter 103, verse 1 to verse 5. It's a popular passage that we know, and it goes like this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your youth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. God's word is already blessed. And so today, as we talk about being thankful in the storm, it's easy to, to, when we're going through hard times, that we focus on what we lost. And as a church, we have lost a lot. We've lost loved ones. Uh, you hear pastor make announcements time and time again of dear brothers and sisters that have lost loved ones. In this pandemic, some of us, we lost time. We had projects, we had things that we were planning on doing and they're shut down. And so we're losing time. And after we're losing time, for some of us, that means we're also losing dreams. <coughs> Sorry, losing dreams. It's not the pandemic. I don't think so. Everybody's scary. Let me go back a little. We're losing time. And for some of us, we're losing dreams, projects that we had, things that we wanted to do, shut down, can't do them anymore. We're, we're losing. And, and, and when, and when we face that place of loss, we, we get a sense now that we're, we're not only losing outside things, we're also losing inner peace. We're also losing inner peace and we're losing, we're losing inner joy and we're losing inner strength. And so fast we find ourselves where we feel like the author of Psalm 42 verse 1 to 6 from, he says, as the deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts after God. My soul thirsts after God, the living God. When can I come and meet with God? He feels like there's a situation now. My soul is down and I, I want to meet with God. We're in a place where we would want to come and gather together, but we're, we're afraid of the virus. And so, so and he feels like well, my, 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 my strength is gone. And he says in verse three of, of chapter 46, he says, he says, my strength is gone. All my strength is gone and my tears are my food all day. When they tell me, where is your God? 
You ever been in a situation where you, you find yourself and you're crying and you're, you're crying and nobody else can see that you're crying. You walk in the street and say, Hey, yo, bro, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. But, but inside you're crying. You go home and say, Hi, mom, hi, dad, or how, whoever. But then you go in your private place and you're crying. Inside you're hurting and you're breaking and, and, and it's hard and, and nobody can understand you. You would try to explain to a friend, but they haven't been going through what you're going through. So they can't understand you. And, and you feel like, like day in, day out, your tears are your food. And, and you can feel the enemy laugh at you saying, where is your God? I thought you got saved. Where is your God? And you don't know what to say. And in verse 4, he says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protecting of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throngs. So, so, so you're like, you remember the days when I used to come to church and, and, and brother and sister, mommy and papi, they would give me a hug and they say, ah, petit, my kijon, yeah. oh, my son, how are you doing? Oh, how are the children? Are they fine? And you feel that love and you feel that embrace and you feel, and sometimes it's just a smile. You see your homeboy and it just gives you a smile. Yo, so what's happening, man? And that makes you feel better, but now you don't have that. You don't have that. You can't go to, 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 to the house of God. And it was, is a situation. And, and then I remember the redemption summers. You don't know what you all had when you had the redemption summers. When you start June, you got VBS. Boom. VBS kids all over the church running and learning the ABC. It's that, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody dancing and chilling and having that, that VBS time all over the church. Children coming. A great VBS time. And then when VBS is none who goes to mission haiti mission mexico mission we used to go to mexico go down and then go get the tacos you remember the tacos down the street and we're having a good time and we play with the mexican children and and minister over there and it's great time and then boom you come back church revival this year 2020 30 years best Church revival ever it was a, after five years of waiting. You would have the park. You would have everything, the barbecue, the food, the guys playing the soccer, the basketball, all of that stuff. And then when church revival is done, boom, we go to camp. And this year was going to be the best camp ever. Go to Cincinnati. Y'all remember Dovewood? Y'all remember Sparta? Y'all remember Washington, D.C.? Best time in the world. Boom. And then you come back. Whoa. Youth revival. Wesley preaching. Boom. Perry preaching. Dario preaching. Concert with the choir. All the choir there rocking this thing. Bing. Redemption Summers. But this year, we went from VBS Vacation Bible School to VBS Virtual Bible Study. No church revival, no camp. Somebody told me, Dave, you should do virtual camp. I say, man, don't insult me. Don't insult me. We all we're just gonna wait. We ain't doing no virtual, no camp. We're gonna do real camp when God allows us to. We're not no uh-uh, uh-uh. And then and then and so no camp, no well, virtual youth revival by the grace of God. Oh, that was a blessing. But how did things change? And then so we feel like verse five, he says, Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? 
And, and you see that everything that you had, it, it's like in a blast, it's taken away. But here's what he says in verse 5. He says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. So I might not have camp, but I'm still going to praise him. I, I might not have revival, but I'm still going to praise him. I might not have VBS, but I'm still going to go to him because I will yet praise him because he is my savior and my God. My God is not the building. My God is not the activities. My God sits on the throne. And in spite of all of that, I will yet praise him because he's my savior and my God. My Savior and my God. So he's not only Lord in camp. He's also Lord for Kisna. He's not only Lord of revival. He's also Lord for Ruth. He's not only Lord in Washington. He's Lord for Wayne and Willanda. He's Lord of Lord and King of Kings and is still worthy to be praised no matter what. And so I say, verse 6, yes, my soul is downcast within me. Yes, I feel my soul is downcast within me. But he says, therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan. If you feel down, if you feel downcast inside of you, the key is to be thankful for God through remembrance is to remember first of all you remember him you remember him you can go to the next slide you remember him remember his his awesomeness remember his beauty the beauty of the lord remember the care the care of the lord the care that the lord has for you remember remember when you read scripture you see the devotion that god has towards you remember the excellence of his ways remember his faithfulness through hard times remember his greatness as god remember god in your time of need. Remember him. But then when you remember him. Remember his goodness. Remember his goodness. When you go out. The sun is still rising in the east. And going down in the west. The, 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 the rain still comes. And gives the, the land the fruit. There's God goodness is still upon us. Yes we're going through a hard time. But God is still good. God is still great. And then remember his good deeds towards you. A lot of times we focus on what we lost, but we don't remember the things that we had in the first place. We don't remember the blessing that it was that we had these things that we lost in the first place. So rather than to look to what you're losing, be grateful for what you had. Be grateful. And, and if you're hearing this message, that means that at least your hearing is, is working. Be grateful. That means if you're watching on YouTube, that means your sight is working. That means you can still see. You might wear glasses, but you can still see. Be grateful. If you're watching on YouTube, that means somehow you have some connection. You have some connectedness. Not everybody in the world can be connected. Somehow you're connected. Be grateful. If you have family at home, and, and be grateful. If you're able to get on your two feet, be grateful. So be grateful for God that he is good. Be grateful for his goodness. Be grateful for his good deeds. And sometimes the problem is, is we look at our situation in our here and now. 
But I want to tell you, God is not through with you yet. But you have to understand that God and us is totally different. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You see, his holy name refers to the person that holds the name. See, I'll be honest with you, I like my name. I'm not going to lie, I like my name. My name is David Ellie. David was a king in the Bible. Ellie is French for Elijah. That was a prophet in the Bible. The school I went to, man, I don't know, y'all millennials, you have safe spaces. We didn't have safe spaces. You went to high school, it was a jungle. It was a jungle and anything, they would make fun of you. They would make fun of you. If your name is, 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 is a little weird, you, you got, they're making fun of you, that's for sure. What is it, JJ? Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna go there, right? But like, like, let's say you say is, is, um, I don't know, Sherry Osman, right? When you're Cheerios, that's what, so you're Cheerios, so Cherry, oh, Cherry, and then they're gonna make fun of you. But they never made fun of my name. Because most of my friends or classmates, they went to church. So they knew those were men of God and they, they wouldn't touch the men of God. But don't worry, they had plenty of other material to make fun of me. Yes, they made fun of me, but it's okay, we're still here, amen. And, and But the, 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 the value of the name is with the bearer of the name. And we sometimes forget that God is utterly different than us. God is not the same as us. God is God. And so we're worried about the here and now. We're worried about what's happening here and now. But God is worried about, not worried, but God is looking at the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The fate of the humanity, what happens in the past, what happens in the present, and what happens in the future. You're worried about your next move. God is already 25 moves ahead. And he knows that for your 25th move ahead, you need to be going through this crisis right now. Because going through this crisis right now is going to bear God's glory in the future. You say, why am I going through this today? Well, maybe it's because you're going to help somebody tomorrow. And only somebody sometimes has went through trial can help somebody else that's going through trial. Only somebody that lost a child can help somebody else that lost a child. Only somebody that went through bankruptcy can help somebody else that's going through bankruptcy. Here's a guy, um, big guru Dave Ramsey, and he teaches people how to manage his finances and so forth. And, and it's a big respect that he goes on TV. But guess what? Earlier in his life, he went through bankruptcy. And at that time in his life, it was the end of the world. It wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. But the fact that he went through this crisis and got out of it, now he can help other people avoid that crisis. You don't know who you're going to be able to help in the future by the crisis that you're going through today. So hang in there and trust God. Understand that he is utterly different than us. See, we're finite. He's infinite. We're limited. He's unlimited. We're imperfect, but he's perfect. And we have to understand that. We have to understand that we don't understand everything. We have to accept that it's not always going to go the way that we expect it to go, the way that we want it to go, because he is more wise than us. But what we have to also trust is that he is more loving than us. However, our greatest love expressions are how 
ever our deepest expressions of love, experiences with love, they will always fall short compared to the manifest love of God, tangible love of God that he manifested by sending his son, Jesus Christ, the incarnation. And then he lived the life and then in the life and then he had the passion where he got the crucifixion of Christ. But it, it didn't stop at the crucifixion. It was the resurrection of Christ. And God showed his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There is no deeper love. There is no greater love than the love of God. And so, 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 so we need to understand that whatever you're going through, there's nobody else, nobody that loves you more than Christ loves you. Nobody loves you more than Jesus loves you. So we understand that he is different than us. We understand that he is more loving than us, but we also understand that he's more powerful than us. So whatever situation that we're going through, it's not because of a lack of power. It's because it's part of the plan. I don't understand the plan, but it's part of the plan. He is utterly more powerful than us by his spirit. He created everything. He created everything that you see, the mountains and, and the valleys. He created the, the sky and the ground. He created the stars and the seas. All of it is created by him. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, when Jesus went and died, the power of the Holy Spirit is what raised Jesus from the dead. Death was trying to hold on to Jesus. Death was trying to keep him down. But Holy Spirit came and said, no, he's out of here. And boom, and Jesus rose from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that ushers an age of recreation. Because the whole creation is fallen. But now Jesus is starting anew. A new creation. And then it is the power of the Spirit. And, and one of the biggest miracles and show of power of the Holy Spirit is not only that he can create everything. It's not only that he can raise Jesus from the dead. But it is that he can recreate us. Is that he can recreate us. And with Jesus Christ, he made a way for us to come to him. So as we are thankful through remembrance, we're also thankful through repentance. Verse 3 says, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. But how does God forgive our sins? How does God forgive our sins? In Acts chapter 2 at the Pentecost. A whole lot of people are gathered. It's a, it's a, it's a Jewish holidays. So people from all over the world, all over the world, they're gathered. Jewish people, they're gathered. And, 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 a, and a miracle happens where the Holy Spirit comes and, and they start to speak in tongues of, of, of the people. And they, they're like, whoa, how are these Galileans speaking in a way that we understand? And, and Peter comes and says, uh, we're not drunk because some people were making fun and they thought they were drunk. So no, we're not drunk, but we come and they started preaching the gospel. And then when they heard, it says their heart was cut. They were cut to the heart and they asked, what shall we do? And Peter answered this. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you see the, 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 the repent. Will you be with everything that Christ has done? All the sacrifice that he, he left heaven, he came down, he lived a life, just living a life. And, and mind you, you know, Jesus could have chosen a different time. He went back in 2000 years ago. There's no internet. There's no hospitals in the way that we understand them. There is no running water bathroom. If you ever been in some foreign countries, I won't name any names. You know, sometimes when you got to take care of business, you need a little shovel. 
And that's the time that he decided to come. And we also often focus on the crucifixion and that is appropriate. But we forget that he had to live a life. He had to be hungry. He never was hungry before. He, he had to be thirsty. He was never thirsty before. He had to be tired. The God of the universe being tired. He was never tired before. But he did this to understand, to answer one question. The question in Genesis when God asked Adam, where are you? He's not asking Adam for a geographical location. He's asking Adam for a spiritual reality. Where are you? You've never been in that place before. And the only way God could answer that question is by coming down and walking like a man and, 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 and feeding himself like a man and being tired like a man from heaven and he decided to come down how can you be thankful for that you're thankful by repentance you're thankful by saying yes you're thank thankful by coming <clears throat> by repenting from your sin and, and, and that's for the person that maybe you've went away from God or maybe you've never known God you stumbled upon this broadcast and, and, and but somehow you hear it somehow you're listening you're not listening to me you're listening to God because God is calling you to come to him he's calling you to repent and come to him and leave whatever is holding you back and repent and be baptized and meaning to give your life to Christ in Jesus and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and that's what we call born again is because inside of you the spirit of God brings your spirit back to life and you are born again and, and I'm going to encourage you to come and repent and maybe you're saved maybe you say oh, well Dave I'm already saved but you know there's some stuff in your life that's holding you back you know there's some stuff in your life that is not right and I'm going to tell you this morning to repent and to come back to God and I know we haven't been coming to church so as we haven't been coming to church maybe you got a little further away from church but you also got a further away from God I want to tell you this morning to come back to God to come back in the fold if you want to be thankful for God for the sacrifice of Christ at the cross what you do is you say thank you and I'm coming back I'm coming back into the house I'm coming back into the fold yes I went to chill with my homeboys and we did something wrong but I want to tell you this morning that God will forgive you and he was going to accept you come back in the house of God come back he's calling you back in his house in his presence, in the communion. I remember when I was a teen, you know, I, you would go to, with the homeboys, the guys at the church actually, and um, we used to have that um, convention where all the churches would go and, and they would have a convention and in the auditorium, like in the school, and in the audi auditorium, they would have the adults and then they would let us, the kids, just run around. So we, 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 you know, at that age, you think what? You think you're James Bond. And like, I'm thinking I'm James Bond. So we are going into school and we go and we, we, we explore the school. And one teacher, <sighs> dummy, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> they left their door open of their classroom and in their classroom, on their, in their desk, there was a master key. So the master key of all the doors in the school and the parents are in an auditorium. Now, for the record, this is before we got serious with Christ. Don't call the police. <laughs> and so we took the, we took the, the keys and we went around and then you find stuff and you feel that, oh, that stuff would feel good in my house. So you take the stuff and they even had the, you know how you had the FSA stuff, those exams from the state. They even found the exam for the state. Now, I wasn't up for that exam, but my older buddy, he was up for that exam. So guess what? I'm sure he got an A that year. Praise God. 
Well, I'm sure he said, praise God. It wasn't me. But you know what? When I got home, I went to pray. And I could tell the Holy Spirit said in my heart, you know that was wrong. You know that was wrong. You know that wasn't right. And you might be in a situation where you're with your homeboys and you're doing your thing and it's good, it's good. But when you're home, you know it's not right. You know it's not right. You know God is calling you to live a better life. You know God is calling you to a higher standard. You know God is calling you to serve him and you've been walking away. Today I want to tell you, come back and he will forgive you. It says in Psalm uh, um, 103 verse 3 says, who forgives all your sins, all of them. I don't care what you did. If you come to him through Christ, he will forgive all your sin. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The whole has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Everything has become new. So maybe you'll find yourself in a situation where you're going through a hard time right now. You're going and you messed up and you did bad things. I want to tell you, don't come back to God. Don't be afraid to come back to God. He's going to receive you and he's going to make you new. He's going to make you new. And that's how you show thankfulness through repentance. Now, I don't want you to give you the, the wrong example, the one idea. Coming back to God doesn't mean that everything is going to be peachy. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a walk at the beach. But it's going to mean you're going to be in the right place. You're going to be in the right place. And then, and and, and one way to show thankfulness is to be resilient. Is to be resilient. He says, we will have tribulations in the world, but fear not, I've overcome the world. So we say to be thankful through remembrance. Remember what God has done. Remember God himself. Remember what he has done. Re be grateful through repentance. Leave the bad things behind and come to God. Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross for you. The least you could do is give your life now to him. But as you do that, it's going to get hard. And he says, verse 4, verse, four, verse 5, he says, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles, who redeems your life from the pit. Some versions would say, who redeems your life from destruction. Sometimes before you can meet under get the, the, the blessing of God, before you can get the deliverance of God, you need to be in trouble. Otherwise, there's no there's no need for deliverance. Before he can redeem you from the pit, you need to go down in the pit. And sometimes we can find ourselves, and that's that kind of like that situation where we find ourselves in the pit, and, and it's a tough time. We find ourselves in, in struggle, and 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 it's a tough time, and it's like a pit. It's a pit of destruction. But I want to tell you, be resilient. I remember in Canada. There's like those blizzards. It's like a blizzard is like a tropical storm. It's like a tropical storm. But this wind and then you got all your gear. But it's cold and, and you're moving against it. And, and you, you, have, you have pressure. And, 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 so, and it, it, sometimes the, the 
instead of the rain is the snow, but the snow can come and it hurts your eyes and it's so strong and you're blizzard. And right now we're in the storm and we're pushing against the storm. It's like we're in the boat. But imagine that you're in the storm and in that storm, you also have an enemy. You have an invisible enemy. So you're trying to fight the storms, the winds of the world and the winds of life that are coming at you. But then you get a blow power. Oh, they hit you. And a pull, another hit, but you don't know where it's coming from. You get hit left and right. This here is a year where you're getting hit left and right. And boom, boom. And then boom. <coughs> they can't breathe. And then pow. Oh. And then you find yourself. You're knocked down. And you're on your ground. And, and, and you're bleeding. And you can't breathe. And, and you're like, I can't breathe. And I am bleeding. And, and it's hurting. And the enemy, they're looking at you and they're mocking you because they think you're, you're knocked out. And they think that you're down for the count. So they're walking by and they count you. They discount you. The enemy is laughing at you and he's counting you out. And, and, and you feel you can barely see. You see the stars and the world is, is whirling around. It's whirling around and you're like, I don't have strength anymore. I can't do this anymore. And they're laughing and you can hear the voice, people laughing at you. You hear the devil is laughing. His minions are laughing. And then you're looking up. You say, I realize they made one mistake. Because when I'm on my back, I can only look up. And if I'm looking up, it's blurry, but I can see the throne. If I'm looking up, it, it, it's fuzzy, but I can see, I can see, I can see someone. And he's looking at me. And I, I, I'm not out of strength. But if I can just lift up my hand. If I can just lift up my hand. And I can hope maybe he can give me a hand up. Oh, he can give me a hand up. And, and I can get up. And, and I can rise up. And I, I, I'm rise up. I'm on my knees. I, I barely, I, I can't breathe. I, I can't breathe, but I'm on my knees. And, and, and in the world, this is a position of weakness. This is a position of weakness. They're, they're walking by and they're laughing and they're pushing me and, and I'm on my knees. And, and, and I can hear the devil is laughing and I can hear the minions are laughing. But, 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 but the, 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 the angels, they're not laughing. The angels, they have their swords and they're sharpening them. And I'm down. I'm down, but I'm not out. And they knocked me down, but they didn't knock me out. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm on my knees, and, and it's weak. I feel weak. But when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. Because this strength is made perfect through my weakness. And, and, and they talk, and they talk, and they talk, and they talk in my head. But then everything stops. And I say, in the name of Jesus, amen. And when I say that, somebody in heaven says, oh, whoa, 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 I heard my name. I heard my name. Somebody down there called my name. All right, boys, let's go, let's go, let's go. And the Holy Spirit comes down. And then the angels with their swords, they come down. And out of a sudden, I don't know how that happens, but I, I feel some strength coming in my body. I feel some power coming in my body. I might need some help, but now I, I can, I, I was down. I was able to rise up, but now I'm able to stand up. And now I feel some strength in my body. And now I'm not perfect, but if I'm able to, 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 to be knocked down and, and come and rise up and if I can rise up and I can stand up now I can stand firm now now I get more strength I feel more power now it's not perfect but now if you push me I can push back if you hit me I can hit back because now I got some power in me I got some Holy Ghost power in me it's not because of my own strength but it's because he heard my cry and I called his name and he answered my prayer and now if I can stand up and I can stand firm I can stand strong 
strong. And if I can stand strong, I can win. I can win this thing. Because if God is for me, who can be against me? That's why I don't care what they say about black men in America. That's not going to apply to me. That's not going to apply to me. I don't care what the age says on my birth certificate. If it says 80, that means I'm 40. If it says 40, that means I'm 20 years sharp. Because he says, he renews your youth like the eagles. Because it's the power that comes from God. It's the Holy Spirit that comes from God. And so if God is for me, who can be against me? The system cannot be against me. The government cannot be against me. The people cannot be against me because if God is for me, he will give me the victory. That's why I say like the Hebrew boys. The Hebrew boys. They, 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 um, the king made a statue and he says, you guys got to worship that statue. And he said, no, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not worshiping no statue. We're not doing that. And he says, you know what, God? And he said, I'm sorry, not God. He said, you know what, King? Our God has the power to deliver us. He has the power to deliver us. So we're not going to bow. But even if he doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow. And the king was so infuriated, he had them burn the thing seven times so much that the guy that was burning, putting the wood in or whatever, he got himself burned. And they put the three Hebrew boys in that furnace. And some of you right now, you feel you're in a furnace. But when they came out, when they came to find them, they find them, they didn't burn. They did not smell like smoke. But he said, whoa, it's like, we put three in there, but there's a fourth one in there. We put three in there, but one of them, he looks like a son of God's. But it's because it was the son of God and he's by your side so you might go through the furnace but know that there's somebody right next to you and that's why you're not going to smell like smoke I don't smell like smoke because it's with me in the furnace so that's why I cannot bend the knee I cannot back down I cannot give up because I got back up Jesus got my back and he says in Hebrews 12, 28, he says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. So worship, to worship, to worship God acceptably with reverence. The, the olders, they know, they know those passages. They know Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and our strength and an ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give away and the mountains fall in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake and, and with the surging, even if everything on earth is breaking, even if all the things that we put our trust in are flaking, even if the government can't get their acts right, even if the corporations can't get their acts right, this doesn't matter because my faith is in the kingdom that cannot be shaken and in the God that controls that kingdom. So therefore, I cannot be shaken because my faith is not in me. My faith is not in an institution. My faith is not in the government or this or that. My faith is in Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And so we're thankful in resilience. And, and, and that's why I love worship so much because when you worship, you know, when you worship God in, in the time when you're in the storm, 
There was that Casting Crown storm, uh, song that says, praise you in the storm. When you praise God in the storm, you, 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 you're testifying something. You're testifying to heaven, earth, and under the earth that God is on the throne. You're telling the, 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 you're telling men, you're telling the demons, you're telling the angels that my God is in control. And you're demonstrating that whatever happens, no matter what happens, I will trust him. I put my trust in him. I don't put my trust in Fauci. I don't put my trust in this guy or that guy. I put my trust in Jesus Christ. And when you worship and when you praise and being thankful in the storm is being thankful to resilience. And, and you show your resilience when you worship God. You show thankful and you worship and you remember how awesome he is, how powerful he is, how great he is. And I know we're going through a storm, but I know you're in the boat and you have the power to tell the storm, be still. So I will praise you in the storm. And the song says, I am sure by now you would have reached down. Stepped in and saved the day. A lot of times that's how we feel. We think that by now God should have came and should have. But you know what? I say amen. It's still raining. But I say amen. Because I'll praise you in the storm. I will praise you in the storm. And so we're thankful to God through remembrance. We remember him. We're thankful to God through repentance. We come back to him. We're thankful to God through Resilience. You need to have some fight in you. You need to have some, 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 some fight in you. Resilience. It's like, you know, when you have a storm, there's some big trees, but they break. But there's some little things. They don't, they bend, but they don't break. They, they bend, but they don't break. They, 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 they're blown by the wind. The wind is, but they don't break because they're resilient. We're going through this right now, but you need to be because he loved you first. It's because he came to you first. Matthew 10, 8, when Jesus is about to send their, his disciples out to do miracles, he told them, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. But he says, freely you have received, freely give. If we're in this situation of pandemic, like we said earlier on, we're in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Some of us are in a canoe, and that's rocky. Others are in a cruise ship. They're in a nice cruise ship and barely feel the waves. There's a storm outside, but they're inside at the buffet, and everything is fine for them. And other people, they're in the storm, but they're in a kayak. So now they know the woo, and they fly away. But if you have a blessing during this time, it's not because you're smarter. It's not because you're better. It's because God has shown you grace. And if he's given it to you freely, it's for you to also give to somebody else. It's for you also to help somebody else. But the biggest gift that we get from God, the biggest thing that we get from God is the gift of forgiveness. It's the gift of forgiveness that he forgave us our sins. And this Thanksgiving, the greatest gift you can give to somebody else, he says, Matthew 6, verse 12, he says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And I was at um, the store with DJ a couple of weeks ago, and we're talking about Thanksgiving, and I'm trying to explain to him the, 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 the mindset of Thanksgiving and what we do in Thanksgiving. And he blurts out of the blue, he says, well, so I think we should have a day where everybody forgives everybody. I was like, huh, 
Wow, out of the mouth of babes. So, so, so that means you're telling me that now that we have Thanksgiving, we need to have another holiday? Maybe we can call that forgiving. So we have Thanksgiving where we celebrate one day, but we need to have forgiving where we celebrate it every day, where we give people grace. You know, I love, I love Thanksgiving because, you know, it brings the whole family together. And this year, it might be a little different. Right, We might not have as many people as we're used to. We might not even have any people over. Maybe we do virtual. But the idea of bringing people together, maybe we cannot bring them physically here, but how about we bring them spiritually? How about we bring them relationally where we bring people together by forgiving one another, by reaching out to the people that offended us or maybe we offended them. Now maybe, you know, maybe you don't want to be that direct. Maybe you send a turkey or you send something, say, I was thinking about you and you mend the broken relationship and bring them back together. And we're going to close with this last passage in the same Psalm 103, verse 8 to 10. It says this, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserves or repay us according to our iniquities. See, we, we're, we're, we're grateful. I'm grateful that God is not treating me according to my sins. Because if he was treating me according to my sins, I'd be long gone. I'd be long dead. I'd be long gone. But he's shown us mercy. So if the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love, then why are we so, why are we so fast to be angry? Why are we so short on love? He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. So why do we always point fingers? Why are we so fast to accuse other people? Why are we so fast to hold grudges? Somebody did something back in high school, and we still hold a grudge. Our loved ones, father, mother, spouse, children, whoever, they did something for, to us five years ago, but we still hold on to it. We still hold grudges. But God doesn't harbor his anger forever. We think we're not better than God. If he forgives us, if he doesn't treat us according to our sins, we show thankfulness for that to him by showing forgiveness to others. By being humbled enough to say, you know what? I'm going to let it go. You let it go for me, I'm going to let it go for them. And I find for myself, whenever if I ever feel some something and I find it hard to forgive, I think it helps when you pray for the person. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to think about the person that you're holding in your heart, whoever that is, and to pray for them and to pray for them and to think about the sins that you've been forgiving yourself and there are many there are thousands if not millions of them and God has forgiven you all your sins and you can forgive them that one two sins of that person so as we close in worship I'm going to ask you to take a time to pray for that person that you're holding in your heart and we're going to go from thanksgiving to forgiving
where we forgive one another, where you forgive whoever you're holding a grudge against, whether it's a personal friend or maybe it's a public figure or maybe whoever that is. God doesn't harbor his anger forever and neither should we. So as we close in prayer and worship, take a time to think. And maybe somebody that you forgot and the Holy Spirit needs to bring them back to your mind. But let's go from thanksgiving to forgiving. And pray for them. And pray for them. And ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? God bless you.